to Return to Ease, the show where we talk about different ways to live with more intention. Each week, we will discuss different ways to learn how to nourish our mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Rachel Pecora. I'm a licensed massage therapist and a John F. Barnes-trained myofascial release therapist. I am passionate about living an authentic life and want to help you return to ease. Welcome back to another episode. Today we have a special guest, Tamara Burkett. Tamara owns Tamara Burkett Global, which is a consulting agency for small businesses, and she's also certified in Pilates. She has just now received her level three certification for Pilates this past week, I guess. And today we're going to talk about her healing journey, and uh, she's had some myofascial release done before, and we're going to talk about Pilates and her experience with her journey in the mind-body connection. So welcome to the show, Tamara. Thank you for having me, Rachel. Yeah, it's great to have you. So you've been busy. You've been doing Pilates and you've got a business. And <laughs> Yes, and yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, the Pilates certification. So last time we chatted, you were at like your level two certification and you just now moved into level three. Is that correct? Did I get that right? Yeah. So I haven't quite tested out yet, but I finished the the last um, like in-person technique training uh, this past weekend. So yeah, within the next couple of months, I'll be certified in level three Peak Pilates, and that's a, just a, a branded program because there are there are several different Pilates programs out there that people could get certified in. Okay, okay. Yeah. Can you talk about Pilates a little bit in case some of my audience is unsure? I don't even know that I'm like a hundred percent familiar. I mean, I know what Pilates is, but maybe you have mm-hmm. better <laughs> better background knowledge of how to explain it and what it yeah. what it actually does for the body. Sure. Yes. So. I think of Pilates, and I share this with other people, that it is an exercise program. And I call it the foundation of movement because that's really how it heals your body. It teaches you, one, how to to reconnect with your body. And it also teaches you the most efficient way to move just in general. So whether it's you bending over to pick up something from the floor or whether it's you walking down the stairs or what have you, you learn the the most efficient, the easiest way to achieve those movements while preserving your mobility. It increases your strength and flexibility. So Uh, A lot of times people think that Pilates and yoga are the same and they're not. So yoga is more, it has a mystic kind of foundation to it. And it's really about getting into position and holding your breath, right? Right. Pilates is more about flow, about movement. So it's, it's, does stretches and strengthen your muscle, but it's more about continuous movement and using the breath to assist that movement. And there's no like religious or mystic kind of um, origins to it. 
So, I mean, it, you do have, it does have a cult following, right? But it's not really like spiritual in the same sense that yoga is. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I understand that. So it's more of a dynamic movement. So you're kind of moving exactly. more fluidly, kind of consistently, I suppose. Exactly. It's yeah. it's really about people who start their journey in Pilates have more self-awareness of their bodies in space. So like if if you're one of those people who feel like you're always bumping into things or, or you think you, you know, like you're tripping over your feet and all those things, like Pilates will really help with eliminating those issues. Okay. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. good to know. So it gives you kind of more of a a feeling for your your spatial feelings so you have more mm-hmm. awareness of like your surrounding energy mm-hmm. or your surrounding right, your movement you like how your space like how much space do you need to move or to you know get through those tight spaces and things like that um it okay. really does help with that and posture and all those good things mm-hmm. okay that's super fascinating i didn't i didn't know that and uh i actually have a pilates studio above me in my office. And I, I mean, I know what she does, but I didn't know that kind of background about it. So it's fascinating that there's so much, I knew that there was, it was involved. I just didn't know exactly how it was involved. So that's really oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, so yeah it's really that. cool. Um, I, you know, it's, it's an exercise. And a lot of times I have to remind myself that at the end of the day, it's, it's an exercise kind of thing, right? That it's not therapeutic, but it has those benefits as if you were going to physical therapy and things like that, because people are able to kind of like balance their structure, right? There are exercises for your feet, for your toes, like your toes have the same dexterity of your as your hands. Yeah. So to be able to, to help people with that, you know, with having um, having access to those exercises so it can reduce their bunions so it can begin to correct any type of flat feet or or fallen arches type of issues and things like that it's it's really empowering um empowering for sure wow i didn't know that that's so cool i've i've been like on this journey of um starting like uh toe spacers like wearing toe spacers and learning how to kind of like move my feet without shoes i've been wearing more of a like a barefoot shoe yeah I'm trying to adjust to that and it's it's fascinating how much um for most people and even like the clients that i work with that just don't have the dexterity in their feet they're just like mm-hmm. so rigid and like our feet we need them to be more mobile to you know, move and it really kind of translates up to the rest of the body too. So that that's fascinating that yeah, yeah. I'm learning all kinds of stuff today. <laughs> right, right. And so what's so what's crazy about like us having this conversation now and coming off of a training weekend is that, you know, you have about 32 joints in your feet, right? Each foot has 32 joints. So to know that your foot was designed to to walk on like unstable terrain without any shoes right and to and to think of us now especially in the western world like we rarely ever walk barefooted outside 
right? right? And we are in this mode of protecting our feet where it was it was designed to do those things. And so a lot of times we wear shoes that really kind of deform our feet that prevents our toes from really spreading out and and really doing its job to keep our balance and and to help us walk and to have that vitality in our step for us to have that energy right so it's really fascinating that our body and what it can do when we when we start training our body and just being more present yeah yeah do you think that uh pilates can help with like ankle mobility and like rigidness and like all the way up because I know like the feet are important but sometimes the ankles are kind of also locked or, or stiff um yeah. is something that's helpful for that as well yeah absolutely yeah. so like I have I have fallen arches and so with the falling arches that affects the flexibility of my ankles so mm-hmm. before I started Pilates I really couldn't do a squat like properly Mm-hmm. And like doing any type of those motions where I have to bend over and then like lower back pain and all these things, like I had some issues I needed to work out. And and Pilates have exercises. A lot of their even basic exercises are designed to work out the total body, like all the muscles in your body, even your organs. It helps to massage those. So it definitely we have exercises for ankle flexibility and and to increase that range of motion. Hmm. Interesting. So if I was asking because of myself, I was just curious because <laughs> I find yeah. like I have a lot of like tightness in my ankles and mm-hmm. I, it's like a constant, I'm working on it all the time, trying to get more mobility in there. They're just kind of rigid feeling. So yeah, yeah. I was wondering if that might be something that would be helpful for my calves and my ankles. Absolutely. Yeah. We have a lot of, we have what we call props mm-hmm. for little things. We call it in Pilates world props. I call them toys because they're like little exercises or different things that you can use to work out just that area for a couple minutes, a couple times a week to help increase that flexibility. So like little balls, like like those squishy balls that you usually buy for your pets, like those are good to roll around your feet Mm -hmm. um, and do like the Achilles stretch. Yeah. With your ankles, those are good. Um, being able to like rise up on your toes or do like a plie a lot of times, like those exercises, when you do them repetitively, will really start to open up the like your your ankle in that range and things of that nature. So we use a lot of those like feet positions when we are teaching exercises on the on the different apparatus yeah. that we have for for people for our students okay cool um why did you get into pilates why pilates <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question I that first but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i got into pilates because i was at a a, a place in my business that i was struggling And I knew that I needed to reinvent myself. Um, And I don't know if you listen to um, Ayana Van Zandt, but she's like one of those um, influencers that talk about being 
and okay. things like that. Like, how do you achieve, like, how do you reach your pos- uh, uh, potential? And like, mm. she was one of those people that talked about being okay. instead of like focused on doing and things like that. And I, I was a doer, like one of those high achieving straight A students got to be like top of class and best of everything. Right. So I was yeah. always doing, but in terms of being and embodying that in that confidence, that was just, that was totally at an all time low. And, and I realized that as a, as a business owner, in order to like be an embody like this, this ultimate woman that I dreamed of becoming, I have to figure out how to get to that place. And I didn't know. Um, and so, you know, there are a lot of things I, I was thinking about at that time, like, okay, well, I need to control my mind. If I need to control my mind. How can I control it? How can I do it in a tangible way? Um, and then, you know, I was asking my sister for some encouragement, let her know where I was, like, how can I work on myself? How can I get to this place? And she told me, well, you know, you need to work on your posture. <laughs> she said, your posture can stand some improvement. And I thought, huh, my posture. And at the time, like, I've I've been a a practice body for a friend who was going through Pilates um, certification. And I I rethought that. I was like, well, maybe maybe I need to go get back into Pilates and, and take it seriously. And so that was like the start of the journey. Like, I've been through it before. I know that it's hard. (laughs) <laughs> like so I knew that it helped me with my posture right it, and it also helped me with my long-term mobility and that was a concern saw my grandmother as she aged her mobility pretty much deteriorated it, she was limited and she was a very independent woman and I didn't want that you know I didn't want that to happen to me so I really started focusing more on Pilates and through Pilates, I gained a stronger mind-body connection and understood the process. Through doing something tangible and physical, I was able to understand the process of being, of becoming, and I built more confidence because not many people do Pilates, right? And I understand that it's incredibly difficult, and that's the main, that's one of the main reasons. So if I can do this, and less than like 90% of the population is able to do these things, then, you know, I'm successful. I can be something, I can do something, right? So that built my confidence. It helped me to understand the process of practicing and all those things. And I was able to translate that, transfer that into my business. And my business started to pick up, started to get more more clients people started to pay more attention to me i was able to to begin to like embody a lot of the values and things that i wanted that i always dreamt of of becoming and getting to that place and so that started my journey and then i just got really addicted to the progress that i was making um and again all these things that i was learning about the body in general really fascinated me because a lot of the information I learned, I felt like those, these are, this is information that we should learn about ourselves growing up because a lot of us don't really know how to move. We just, we learn by watching other people. We learn through 
um, taking up sports. And even then, when we take up sports, a lot of times we um, we incur injuries and things on our joints and things again because we don't really know how to move our bodies in a way that really preserves our joints and yeah. still create that vitality and things to life that most of us are after when we do engage in physical activities. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's fascinating to kind of circle back to what you said about always being a, a doer. I think that that's just ingrained in so many people. It's just hard to kind of switch that to being because mm-hmm. we associate so much value of ourselves and our self-worth on being able to do so much and mm-hmm. how much can I accomplish today? And if I've accomplished all of this today, then I'm somehow like good and I'm, I'm worthy and I'm, you know, I've reached mm-hmm. the the top, but like actually being is very foreign to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. It does create yeah. that body connection and, um, yeah, I think I think movement, intentional movement is so important for us to really have a good mind body connection and really, you know, quote unquote be in our bodies. So um yeah. And yeah. it's so fascinating because especially women, I think we as women, a lot of times we focus on doing for others, right? Our our self-worth is wrapped up in providing for others. Yeah. And so even when it comes to like finding work-life balance and doing all, you know, creating this life for ourselves, even though we know that we should be at the center and that we should take care of ourselves first, we don't do it. We don't do it to the extent that we should. Right. And it's almost like if we can find a way of doing for ourselves that will in turn amplify how we can care for others, then, you know, something greater than ourselves, when that comes into play, then we'll do it. Or when there's some health issues or something happened where we're forced to, that's when we'll do it. And so for me, Pilates is a way that, like, I understand my why. It's I'm working on myself and I don't feel guilty about it. And the reason why I don't feel guilty about it is because my practice and what I'm doing now for myself will just amplify the work that I do for other people. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can see that I can see that in my body and I can see it in the body of my Pilates clients and I can see it in the work and the results um, in my consulting practice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome that your business has grown because you've worked on yourself and not in the the sense of like, I must work more hours and I must get more clients and I must do this, but like you've actually taken care of yourself mm-hmm. and, and listen to your own body. Mm-hmm. And then what is meant to come comes because you've honored what your body is asking for. And right. I think that's so important that so mm-hmm. many people it, it's a hard thing to unlearn because it's so ingrained in us, you know, from society and cultures and whatever. So it's, it's beautiful that you're like, I'm going to do this for myself. I don't care 
<laughs> what you guys say. I got to take care of myself. But that's the key to longevity and happiness and, right. you know, really it's, taking it's care the key of to so many. I think it's the key to so many uh, struggles that we have just being human, right? Like when you think about the mindset and, and a lot of the negativity we have to overcome in our minds, right? Because that's the number one barrier no matter what is can we overcome all the, the negative thoughts and the thinking in our minds? And that continues to plague us no matter what. So it's, what is the, what's the solution? Like for me, it was Pilates and I will advocate that, you know, Pilates is for everybody, especially when you have those ailments, right? Um, but there are people who find like sanctuary in other activities. Right. Yeah. Our bodies were made to move. And there is a correlation between successful professionals and business owners and the amount of physical activity. Right. And because it, it teaches you in real time how these how these concepts work in the real world, in reality versus like what's in our minds. So. Again, if you're thinking about, well, you know, practice all these things. I just want the answer. I just want it now. It's like, well, when you look out of nature, that's not how it works. And when you look at your exercise routine and the results you get from it, right, that's an indicator. So if it works here, it, you can apply it in other areas of your life. And so like those avid mountain climbers, you know, slash billionaires and all those people, that's, I feel like having that training ground, you know, that that safe place to learn, learn about your body and figure things out is really the secret sauce to a lot of those people, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and trying things and being able to trust yourself. If you can trust your body, right, then that can, again, transfer into other areas in your life. If you can trust your body in this area, then you can trust your body in other areas. And then you can trust your decisions. You can trust your intuition. And so to be able to learn about yourself in that way, I feel like that's, that's really the fertile ground and where you can learn these things and naturally become confident insecure in yourself because now you're working on your body and you're figuring things out physically and it's working right so you know i'm a huge advocate of that physical activity and there's there's also different studies and things that have been done that indicates that the more physical activity that you get it improves your thinking and your ability to focus and all those things and so finding some activity that excites you that lights you up that helps you to get back to that child life uh, childlike curiosity like that's really where it's at that's that's really at least for me that's really living yeah, no, I I 100% agree with everything you've said. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I um I love physical activity and not just like so much linear working out, but like just other activities, just movement. Right. I just like movement. I need my body needs movement right. and I can't sit still like for very long. I don't I can't do a desk job. I'm just not I I need to move. <laughs> mm -hmm. I need to be up and around and and about um and then to like 
uh, echo back what you said about doing childlike activities. I bought a bike a few years ago just mm-hmm. because like, I'm like, I want to ride a bike. I haven't ridden a bike in like forever, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I always see people when I'm walking, riding bikes and I want to ride a bike. So I bought a bike and it has been the best thing. I've had it for a few years now and I bike all the time. I go mm-hmm. all over the place. I've been on some really wild long distance trips and mm-hmm. I have a trip in May that I'm going on um, in New York City. And there's going to be like 30,000 bikers there. And so like, that's just how I get back to my childhood activities. Cause that's what I did as a kid. I rode my bike all the time. So mm-hmm. every time I get on my bike, it's just like, Oh, I'm like a little kid again. Yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> much fun. Right. I yeah. feel like it's, it's a lot of fun. And you, you know, like, I feel like we kind of built up like physical fitness and exercise. Like it's this big mountain, like this, this, serious thing and it's like when you're a kid you were running around you enjoyed it it was fun right you could do it all day like what happened to that and I wasn't always like that like I got again it's right now like me doing this I started my journey in my late 30s right Mm -hmm. that was about four plus six whatever years ago (laughs) so I'm not I'm not a spring chicken right um and like, you know, doctors will consider me kind of like an abundant body. I don't have the typical, like, ballerina or dancer-like physique. I don't, but I'm extremely strong. I can carry my weight. Like, I can lift myself. I can do things that's really functional and practical for my everyday life. And then I'm able to do some pretty cool exercises that, like, people would look at and be like, oh, my goodness, right? <laughs> pretty impressive stuff. I, you know, I connect that to like the closest I'll ever get to a superhero, (laughs) you know, Um, but, but now I'm at a place where, yeah, I want to try different things now. Like the other uh, month or two ago, I went rock climbing Mm, just to see if I can do it, just to see if, you know, Pilates is really like how it's working for me, right? Yeah. And I was able to climb up, climb up to the top twice. So just imagine this abundant body able to climb up to the top, <laughs> right? Of yeah. this, like, you know, like at Adventure Rock, at like a rock climbing facility. I, I was pretty blown away and fascinated by it, right? Um, of course, I was the oldest person there, right? And all these things, but it was a lot of fun. And just to be able to try new things in a safe way without feeling like nervous or anxious because I'm not the typical rock climbing person. Like that was so liberating. Yeah. And, you know, so for any of your listeners that are thinking like you want to get into an activity, but you, you don't know, and you know, yeah, it's going to be a hard work. Well, finding a, an exercise or an activity that you enjoy even though it's hard is really the key to success because life is hard, right? So if we're always shying away from the hard things, then we're going to look back on our lives and, and ask like, what the heck happened, right? Why, am I, why did I never become this person or get to this point in life that I always dreamt of, right? Yeah. So being able to find something that lights you up and that helps you to enjoy that journey and enjoy the hard things and appreciate the fact that you are for the most part, a healthy body 
that you have limbs, that you're alive. I mean, it, it really does open up so many new doors of, of opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. We're everything in life is hard. We just have to choose what we want to be hard. I mean, it's still going to be hard whether we do the stuff that's hard or not. So might as well, you know, have fun doing it. (laughs) Exactly. And like for me, that's the um, that's where those the results come from. Right. We we all want to get snatched or have this sexy body get our sexy back and all these things we talk about it. And it's like, well, that's the, that's the side effect. That's the side benefit of finding that physical thing that's going to get you there. Because like now I watch what I eat so that I can do plots. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's cause I can, I feel the effects. I know that like when I have a healthy breakfast and, and have these things that I might not like how it tastes, my workouts go so much better. Like I feel so much better during my my practice and yeah. after. And so now I'm re- that's my reward for eating, right? It's not so much the end result of, well, if, if I watch what I eat, then I'm gonna lose 20 pounds and, and be like, red carpet ready for my, my, you know, my, you know, high school reunion and things, because those are, that's temporary, right? Yeah. So in order to have something that's more long lasting, you have to, you have to find something that you enjoy and impact, it impacts your nutrition and all those other things. It is naturally start building good habits for you. And so that's what I learned has been the key to my success, to my weight loss, um, is is really focused in on the joy of of Pilates. Yeah, that's wonderful. I know I've uh, I've been working with a trainer now since it's been almost a year, mm-hmm. and my original like I had gained some weight during COVID, like everyone did, and you mm-hmm. know, which the lifestyle just kind of slowed down. So I was right. like feeling feeling some kind of way about it. And I was like, I just, you know, I don't feel good when I work out anymore, even though I was active, it just didn't feel great. So I hired this Mm -hmm. trainer and I've been working with this trainer now and the workouts are simple. They're not difficult by any Mm -hmm. means. I mean, they are, but like they're basic movements, Mm -hmm. but I really put in the work and I, I don't really look any different. In fact, my weight is still about the same and my measurements are about the same, but I've gained so much strength that it's like, Mm -hmm. It's crazy what is possible for our bodies because I've been working out for quite a few years and staying the same, but like actually consistently putting in the work and it's just really made a difference. And I'm able to do um, certain exercises that I just was never able to do before. So it's just kind of cool. Like, it's like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah, (laughs) it starts to get exciting when you you feel like the other benefits, the results. Right. Yeah. And it, it's really about lifestyle change. Right. Right. It's not about meeting a weight goal for a specific event. It's really about getting back to that point. Right. That happiness. Yeah. And, and so it, it's so wonderful when when you're able to hire somebody like a personal trainer to go through basic movements and, and to realize that, like, you don't have to do exercises or routines that are like on a scale of 10, it's at a 10 or it's at a, it's at an eight, 
right? right. All the time. Like you don't right. have to do those things to realize the results. Just the little things that you do on a consistent basis, you can reach those results. You can sleep better, you, you know, yeah. reduce back pain or eliminate it. Different things that we like look externally for relief, like, you know, we we get these prescriptions and, you know, we subscribe to like these ointments and miracle drugs. And it's just like, well, it could be cured with some movement, right? Yeah. yeah uh, sure. So it, it's really fascinating to know. And I, and I think uh, my perspective has changed too, is, is because the older you get, the more you start to realize that life is really about quality, not quantity, not speed, right? It's about like being able to like find joy in learning new things and discovering new things about yourself. And, yeah. You know, those little things that a lot of times when we were young, we overlook because we're on this, this race, this trajectory to be like, you know, the richest person alive or do whatever and, and look at so many things on, on like a superficial level, which I feel like that's just typical of, of us as like Americans being, you know, raised in this nation of abundance yeah. that we have a lot of these goals, not everyone. Right. Yeah. But that's just the society that we're raised in and it's, it's not good or bad or no one's fault. It's just, yeah. you get to a, you have a different perspective when you get older. So you have a more open mind about things, certain things, right. And the time that it takes and the value that it brings to your life. Yeah. Yeah. So you choose better activities that are more satisfying than just throw away. <laughs> right. Time interesting things right right i'm I'm not gonna like in my early 30s i went and tried out for roller derby because i'm like oh you know i have this superhero theme i was raised on x-men and all that marvel comics so <laughs> you have to excuse that but it was like when i saw roller derby i thought it was so cool and so kind of like rebel rebellious and so it was like well well, that's the closest thing I can do to be a superhero, right? To have that feel. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, I went to a couple of trainings. Number one, I wasn't good at skates <laughs> and skating, <laughs> right? I wasn't very good. I have fallen arches, so balance is not the best. So skating wasn't the best at the time, right? Um, and, you know, during a practice session and things, somebody did one of those whip movements on me and I fell and fractured my ankle. Mm. <laughs> in my 30s it was like okay well that is not going to work but, yeah um at least I tried but again that was just some random thing that I decided to try out for even though I, that was like I look back on it like that was one of the silliest decisions I made <laughs> cool story but not the brightest decision yeah <laughs> not not for you huh no nope, no nope. <laughs> Like that is not like you, you have to have some type of ability <laughs> to be able to skate at least. And it was like, I can barely skate. So how, how am I going to land a spot on a roller derby team? <laughs> and I can barely skate. <laughs> like that's just, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, just something crazy that I tried and learned from. Like now, if I were to try, I wouldn't try roller derby because that is just, you're asking for an injury. <laughs> I mean, 
But in terms of skating, like now I'm at a point where it's like, well, maybe I can I can learn how to skate and be able to dance on skates like you see all those other people do, right? Yeah. That's appropriate. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I wonder if like Pilates will help me to learn how to skate better, right? <laughs> so probably. Yeah. Probably. Don't yeah. know. I might try. I, you know, that may be on my bucket list. <laughs> um, right now I'm really thinking about rock climbing though it's like maybe i should come back to that right yeah, uh, but yeah. i have that freedom and that's yeah. really it's really cool it's a great feeling to have. that's wonderful do you think that pilates has taught you about your like mind body connection has, has that um increased that awareness for you absolutely mm-hmm. it has increased that mind body connection uh, one of the things about the practice as you're doing Pilates, it does force you to to connect with your body for you to feel what it's like to actually move your quads as you're you're pressing something away or as you know you're using the spring to do leg circles. It's forcing you to like understand how to recruit the necessary muscles to do that and what it feels like. And when people do it for the first few times, they say, huh, I'm feeling something. Like, I I feel this sensation. And it's not a painful sensation. It's not a bad sensation. But it's the first time they actually can feel their quads and their glutes or their glutes and their hamstrings working together to move their leg, like how it should be. Yeah. or or whatnot so it's a different sensation and so you you're able to now control your body you can control your movements and I think a, a lot of us we kind of assume that like we take it for granted when we're reaching for a cup or we're reaching for a pen that we're doing it the right way because this is how we do it this is the easiest way it's like well just because that's your movement pattern doesn't mean it's the best way, especially if you're not initiating that movement from your abs. And do right. you know what your abs feel like? Do you know what your oblique should feel like when you're using them, right? So being able to, to get used to that and feeling that is really, it's, it's mind blowing. And it just mm-hmm. opens you up to so much more possibilities with like if you can make this movement, if you can do this movement with your abs, what else can you do with your abs, right? What other movement? And if you were to recruit your glutes and your abs, what else can you do? How does that feel, right? So you get to know your body and yourself really in a much more intimate way that kind of prompts you to take better care of yourself, right? To take time to do the little things of, I mean, even applying moisturizer, right? When you get out of the shower, something as simple as that. And just feeling your muscles and knowing how to move it to do different, to do different exercises or, or whatever. It is just, it's really interesting. Um, And I find it fascinating. Yeah, I do too. I I'm like a big proponent to 
teach my clients, like, just be curious in your body. You don't have to like know what you're doing necessarily. It doesn't have to be, there doesn't have to be something specific, but just have that curiosity of like, what does this feel like when I move it or how should it feel? You know, some people, they think, oh, I just need to have better posture and then everything's going to be better. And it's like, well, there's a lot of work that goes into just having better posture. You know, you have (laughs) to be aware what, what is better posture? That's first, right? So you have to yeah. define what that is. Right. And then understand what it feels like when you are in in that position yeah. versus when you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. And some of this stuff is is subconscious. Yeah. Some of this is like muscle memory. Yeah. And so I find a lot of times there are there are, are Pilates students who have scoliosis. Mm-hmm. And We'll take them through a routine, a basic routine, and then we'll add in exercises just especially for them. So it's to it's to create more length in the side that is shorter, right? And it's also it's also to strengthen that side. And so after a Pilates workout, somebody that has scoliosis and it's it's evident at the end, they're much more straighter than what they were when they came in. Right. And it's not that they're consciously doing that. It's that, oh, now their muscles know how they should move. Right. And now it's we created space for that muscle. So now it's able to lengthen out. And it, it is so it's so fascinating to see. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you had some some um you had gotten some myofascial release, sought out myofascial release in the yeah. past to help some things. Mm-hmm. What were you uh, using myofascial release for, if you don't mind sharing? How did that kind of help with some of your, um, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was introduced to myofascia release or massage about um, a little over a year ago. Okay. And that was when I was going through, I was actually going through certification, level two certification. Okay. And at the time, like, I just, I felt really tight and it was hard to really do a lot of the exercises that are required of us to, to pass certification. And I was having such a difficult time and I didn't know what to do to fix it because that was something that was something beyond um, Pilates and so I was encouraged to get a myofascia release and that's what I learned about myofascia in the body yeah Uh, and so when I went to my first appointment it was really interesting because I didn't know what to expect (laughs) right Um, never heard of the, uh, the massage before this type of massage before uh, and so when I went in and I experienced it and then the technique, it was so interesting because the the lady, the practitioner, it wasn't like she was continuously rubbing somewhere, doing a motion. It was kind of like her pressing down on certain areas and just letting it sink in. Mm-hmm. And then it'll start moving. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. It was so interesting to me, like the way that she would do it. And she'll press down on certain areas. And then I started to to notice more about my posture, like my sternum and how I hold my sternum. And the fact that there are certain muscles and areas in my body that stays contracted Mm -hmm. 
subconsciously. I don't know, you know, like I yeah. really don't know because I'm, I'm not aware of it. And yeah. so the fact that I became more aware of that and that helped encourage me to actually talk to my muscles, mm. to actually just press down to certain areas and say, okay, it's okay, you can release, you can yeah. release, right? That's what myofascia did for me is help me with that practice. And just on the first session, I was able to walk away and I felt so much looser and just just liberated. Like, oh, I can I can move. I have space, you know, in my body. Yeah. To move without having that that tension, right? Constantly fighting that tension. And and so that that really helped me to value stretching in addition to just doing plies and exercises and things, just yeah. being able to warm up my body with stretches and doing those things before I start my day because it helps to loosen my my fascia, right? Yeah. So I, you know, I would go back, absolutely go back to that point. Like whenever I feel like I'm a wrapped sausage, <laughs> I feel like a wrapped sausage, I know it's time to get a myofascia. Yeah. You're more aware inside of your body now. And I think that that's, that's kind of why I was bringing that back. It's like kind of a full circle of, you know, we have this awareness when you get worked on the body work, like now, you know, like, Oh, my, my rib cage is tight. I didn't even know that I had that. So like, mm -hmm. you may be wanting to work on your posture, but if you have no idea that you're even stuck somewhere, you can try all you want, but it's not really going to give you very many very great results anyway, until mm -hmm. you really kind of free up some of that space to allow for more movement to come back to the body. And then I definitely think that there is um place for strengthening. And I love right. like dynamic movements where you're lengthening and strengthening, because I mm -hmm. think that that is what our body really loves is that mm -hmm. kind of movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. I, I think with, with that myofascial release, and, you know, physical therapy, all those things. Like now I have a team of people mm -hmm. that help support my activity and what I do. Yeah. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing because at the end of the day, your true home is your body, right? Yeah. And if you're not comfortable there, you can't expect yourself to be comfortable anywhere else. Right. And the thing is that you can take your, it's like a turtle. You, take your home with you and feel comfortable and confident no matter where you are. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes we need to be reminded of that. Like the only home you truly have is your body. And so yeah. it's so important that we take care of it and we develop that awareness that's needed. So when we know that there's something wrong, what to do about it. Yeah. It, and, and to be able to take care of it before it progresses and get worse. Yeah, absolutely. And I always tell my clients, they ask me, well, I have to come here forever. And it's like, you might have to come for a while, but you know, you are going to have like a lifetime of stuff that has already happened to us and a lifetime of stuff that's going to continue to happen to us. We're going to have injuries in the future, mm -hmm. We're going to do things that irritate our body in some form. So, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that it's been a failure if you have another 
pain flare up or something that's come about because it's just our body releasing. We have like a lot of stuff that's happened to get us to this point. And then, you know, everything we do in our daily lives. So there's bound to be something that pops up here and there. So yeah. Yeah. And especially like we didn't even talk about like trauma, right? The effects that trauma has on the body and that plays a part too. So to just get used to the idea that you will need some type of care, like there's no magic pill that you can take and you're good forever. Right. Right. I don't know where we got that philosophy from. Maybe, you know, uh, our parents or something where it's like, you should just buy this one time and then it's good forever. Like that doesn't happen. Right. (laughs) So it's the same with our bodies. Like we can, do things and you can go for treatment. And it's it's great that your patients or your clients have someone like you that will help talk them through. Like that's not what you, you what you do isn't designed to keep them kind of like dependent on you forever. It is designed to help them heal. And yeah. you don't know the timeline on that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's worth it. Whatever people, whatever we're investing in ourselves to get to that point of health is worth it because the alternative is a lesser quality of life yeah, or death, right? Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're all going to get to the death part at some point. So we might as right. well live the best life we can right now. <laughs> exactly. You might as well enjoy it. You know, enjoy the body that you have, enjoy the function that you have and try to reach that potential while you're here, while you're alive, but like trying to preserve things until, until when, right. It's like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, do you have any uh, like tips for people to kind of live with more intention in their, in their daily lives? Do you have like a way that you practice to kind of um, bring more awareness to your daily life? Any kind of specific things that you do? daily? Yeah, I do. I, um, when, when I wake up in the morning, I really try to set the tone for the day for myself. Mm. So, uh, allowing if to be more aware of that, like if I'm feeling negative or if I'm feeling good, no matter what, I want to turn on positive music. I want to do things in a positive way and and read something that speaks to my soul and my spirit to help set the intention of of, of how I want to show up in the world for myself and for others that I come in contact with or, or interact with. So I do I do read scripture. I do you know listen to to different music and things like that. And I also stretch. And I use my little toys, my little balls, my little <laughs> magic circle and things like that yeah. to do simple, maybe it's five minutes, sometimes mm-hmm. it's 20, but I, I use that time to just to get connected to my body yeah. so that I'm ready to go for the day. Wonderful. Um, do you have anything else you want to share with my audience today? Yeah, well, I just, I just hope that from from this episode that people walk away with a different perspective about physical activity mm. and really start their journey somewhere 
right? Like not to give up on their bodies. Like mm. don't give up on your body. Yeah. You just haven't found that thing for you yet. Yeah. And and to keep looking, right? Because if your body is healthy, your mind is healthy, and you'll enjoy life so much more. Yeah. So it, it's out there. Keep looking for it. Give things a try. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you'll find it. Wonderful. Are you teaching Pilates anywhere in a studio or do you do that online at all? Or I you... do. Yeah. So I teach out of the studio and I also uh, teach virtually online um, oh. through Zoom oh. for, for people who are interested. I do. I do love teaching private one-on-ones and duets. Um, when it comes to virtual teaching, it's also that is fun to do in a group. Yeah. Um, as well. So yeah, for anyone who's interested and in, in giving Pilates a try, um, I'm more than open to to becoming their teacher. Yeah. How could they find you if they were looking to try to look you up? Sure. So I am on LinkedIn under my name, Tom Burkett. Okay. Um, you can also just reach out and, and email me. Um, and my name is Tamara at TamaraBurkett.com. And I'm, I'm sure we'll have that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, so those are the, the two main ways to just reach out to me for uh, a Pilates lesson. Wonderful. Well, yes, I will definitely link all of that in the show notes. So if anyone is in Milwaukee, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They can look you up. And if not, maybe they'll check you out on Zoom. And I'm like super curious about Pilates now. I want to do some more. <laughs> I know like this much about it, but it's really kind of like sparked my interest on, hmm, maybe I should learn some more movement. So thank yeah. you for sharing all this information. So yeah, I'm going to take something away. <laughs> Yeah, you maybe should check out the your Pilates instructor upstairs from you. Oh, I've been meaning to, but you know, we kind of just see each other in passing. So I've this is a, a new challenge for me now. So <laughs> Yeah. So I hope you do. I hope you check her out. And yeah. you know, or you can do like a, a Zoom, kind of do like a taste test Zoom yeah. <laughs> with me. That'd be fun too. So absolutely. Well, yeah. all right. Well, thank you. I'm going to wrap everything up, but thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And we look forward to having this episode air. I'm sure it will help a lot of people. So thanks yeah. again. Time. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll see you on another episode of Return to Ease. Thanks for listening to Return to Ease. Before you go, show some love for this podcast by leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you and stay tuned for the next episode.